Thank you for joining us. Today on Drawing Near, we begin our examination of the fall of Babylon the Great. We have seen this city described as wealthy and alluring. It has seduced the kings of the world and influenced the nations, the people, to indulge in her sins. Now we see her judgment. Remember, all sin must be paid for. The follower of the Lord Jesus had their sins paid for on the cross. Those who reject Jesus and love darkness rather than light must pay for their own sins. It is a sobering picture. Babylon must pay double for her sins. In our study today, we will see why. So I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 18, and join us for the Great Fall of Babylon. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Through the study of your word and meditation on your word, we come to know what it is to live holy before you. We see your righteous requirements and decrees. We recognize our sinfulness, and we come to know our need for a Savior. And our salvation is found in Jesus Christ and in none other. Father, we thank you for your word that warns us against sin and teaches us of the judgment that falls on all of those who ignore your mercy and grace, who refuse to respond to your gospel. Father, help us to discern the truth of these things, to focus on what needs to be focused on, and to entrust to you those things we have difficulty understanding. Help us never tire of the pursuit of growing in our knowledge and understanding, but help us to understand some of these things are outside our sphere of knowledge. We thank you, Father, that you are greater than us, that you are beyond our ability to fully comprehend, because you are God and we are not. Thank you for your word. Guide us in our study. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If your Bibles are open to Revelation chapter 18, look at the first verse and a half with me. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory, and he cried mightily with a loud voice. The first thing that we see here is that John is viewing these things from the perspective of earth. He says, I saw an angel coming down from heaven. So John is viewing this from earth. And then we see three things that make this angel stand out above other angels. Some people see this angel as the Lord Jesus Christ. But the word another, where it says, after these things I saw another, the word another means another of a similar kind, like the angel preceding this. This is not the Lord Jesus. This is another angel. And this angel is coming down from heaven. And what we notice is this angel has great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory, and he cried mightily with a loud voice. Those are three things that sets this angel apart. He has great authority, unusual authority, mega authority. Remember, the earth, as a result of the previous bowls of wrath, has been plunged into darkness and the earth was illuminated with his glory. No one could miss the presence of this angel coming down out of heaven. And he cried 
mightily with a loud voice. Not only does he have great authority, not only is the earth incapable of missing his glory, but he cries mightily with a loud voice. Clearly, the message this angel has is critical. It's monumental, and God wants everyone to take note and to hear. After seeing John's powerful description of the messenger, we see the message beginning in the second part of verse 2. He cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. This city, which becomes the end times physical embodiment of that Babylonian influence that is described as sensual, materialistic, greedy, self-sufficient, the angel declares it is fallen and says it has fallen twice. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. That is a way of emphasizing the great calamity and the great judgment of God upon Babylon the great, the city, and this spirit of wickedness and rebellion that this Babylonian spirit has embodied all throughout human history. So this angel imbued with this authority and this mighty voice and this glory cries out that Babylon the great is fallen is fallen, and then gives us a description of God's view of Babylon. We often have our own view of things, our own carnal worldly view of things, and it is difficult sometimes for us to see things from God's perspective. Remember, the world saw this Babylon as richly attired with gold and silver and pearls and purple and red. They committed adultery with her. They were in bed with her. They joined in and drank the cup of the wine of her sin. They joined with her. They saw her as attractive and alluring. But look at how God describes Babylon. After the angel says Babylon has fallen, it says, and has become the dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. The picture here is that this place is demonic, not just a little demonic, not just carnal. It has become the dwelling place of demons. It is a prison. There's no freedom represented in a Babylonian spirit, in this carnal, worldly, materialistic spirit. The idea that sexual pleasure experienced outside of marriage is an expression of freedom, that's a lie. The Babylon that God describes is a prison for every foul spirit, and it's a cage for every unclean and hated bird. It's the picture of carrion birds, those that eat flesh, hovering and waiting for this destruction that is inevitable, and they are getting ready to feast on the flesh of Babylon. And then we're told the reason that Babylon is in this circumstance, verse 3, for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. There are three things here. All the nations, all the people have bought in. They've drunk up the wine that she offered, the wine which ultimately is the wrath of her fornication. What she was selling ultimately results in God's wrath for being in bed with her. 
So the people have drunk of the wine of this wrath, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. They also have gotten in with her and rebelled against God and joined in her sensual sin. And the merchants, all the financial people, the markets, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. From an earthly perspective, she has a lot to offer. The people of the world saw what they liked and bought in wholeheartedly. The people, the kings, the merchants. But they are all a part of this wrath as well. In verse 4 we read, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, We're not told if this is an angel. We're not told if this is the Lord. We are just simply told, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. There is this call of God, and I believe this call is a call that extends throughout all of history against the spirit of Babylon, that God's people are not to share in the carnality, the sensuality, the materialistic ideals of the spirit of Babylon. We are not to be humanistic. We are not to be of this world. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. And so God has always called his people, his elect, to come out of her, to come out of this system. But in the end times, God is also calling people that he has called to salvation to come out of her, to not join in. And it may be that many people are still going to continue to be saved in this moment, that as the wrath of God is pouring out on the lost, condemned world, those who still can be saved can come out and still be saved by the glory and grace of God. We are challenged not to embrace Babylonian influence in verse 5. Here's the reason. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. We need to understand and remember God is always going to judge sin. Even the simplest, most mundane type of sin from our perspective, God hates and he is going to judge it. Praise God, Jesus Christ bore our sins on the cross. So when we trust in Jesus Christ, our sins have already been paid for. But the sins of the unbelieving world, those who buy into this Babylonian spirit, and those who exist during this time that this true Babylonian city will exist, they must pay for their own sins. God has called us to come out from among them and be separate, to be holy, to not embrace the values of this world, but rather to look to the glory that is yet to be revealed to us in heaven. May we faithfully pursue the righteousness and holiness of God in our effort to be more and more like Jesus and reject this world system. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your righteousness and your justice. And Father, once again, I thank you that you continue to seek to redeem lost humanity, even in the latest hour of your wrath. Father, I pray that many will be saved. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, 
or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.